Welcome to David Clark's We Are Superman podcast number 280. I am your host, Bill Stahl, and this is The Power Play. Hey everyone, while I am overseas traveling, I want to throw out another power play. Uh, it's hockey season now, but uh, unfortunately I'm missing University of Denver hockey games being overseas. Um, I haven't uh, gotten there yet, but uh, I'm hoping to catch some Japanese and Korean baseball, though. I think that it would be an absolute blast. But um, in any case, I'll have some great stories from Asia. But hey, I want to talk about something else that I thought might help you folks, and that is about tapering. Uh, a lot of you folks right now are kind of reaching your key races for the fall. And uh, tapering is something that uh, people discuss all the time. And uh, it's amazing to me, a lot of people just don't do it right. And that's not to say there is a one size fits all when it comes to tapering. I think there's a definite difference between whether you are more on the beginner side or if you're more advanced. Uh, I think it also depends, uh, obviously, with what distance race you have. But uh, I'm always amazed at how often I hear people's ideas about tapering, and I just end up shaking my head. And I, I think of one example of a, a kid I used to coach who uh, he, he was running, uh, in, he was a senior in high school by this time, and his uh, state cross country meet was tremendously disappointing to him. And you know, I asked him a little bit about what his training was like, and his, his coach was doing the proper thing and having them doing a little more sharpening work. You know, towards the end of the season, what you really want to do is. <clears throat> excuse me, is, is do a, um, uh, you know, shorter intervals, uh, you know, probably more rest there. Um, you know, early in the season, I, I like to do intervals that have less rest. So you're building more of your strength endurance out there, uh, building a little more uh, anaerobic strength. But towards the end, uh, you're just looking a little bit more for pure speed. And so uh, that's basically to uh, aim to improve your finishing kick. At that point of the season, you've got great fitness, hopefully built up. Uh, you know, whether it's cross country or maybe just you're, you're peaking towards your goal race and uh, you should be in great shape, but you just need that little bit extra to fine tune that, that kick. And so you'll do more intervals that are just, you know, shorter intervals that they're maybe just geared for. Uh, again, th that short burst. So, so you'll do just, you know, uh, cut down your mileage and just go ahead and do some more quality sharpening workouts there. And what this particular kid did though, was he said, yeah, I, I didn't like the fact that we were cutting back on our mileage. So I just kept up my high mileage. Um, in fact, he actually picked up his mileage. He, he went up to, you know, like 40, 50 miles a week, which, um, yeah, I think, you know, those of you, you don't know I me, mean, most high school seniors, senior boys, uh, they'll run 40, 50, 60 miles a week as part of their base buildup. Um, but generally over the course of the season where you're trying to inject more quality work, you're, you're bringing down the amount of miles. And then by the time you get to the end of the season, you're drastically cutting that down. Well, this kid instead decided to pick up his miles at the end of the season, along with the quality work he was doing and, very predictably, he tells me later on that, oh yeah, his legs were totally dead. So um, no no surprise there. So, um, you know, bit of an epiphany for him. I, I hope, you know, going forward when he's uh, running in college that hopefully he, he's not going to make that kind of mistake again. But um, in, in general, tapering is a matter of cutting back your mileage. And I, I use a couple different formulas based on the experience of the runner. And again, the distance that somebody is training. So if somebody is, say, building up for a marathon, I like to see tapering take place over a period of about three weeks. 
And during that third to last week, probably running about 75% of that peak miles. Second last to week, second to last week, about 50%. And that last week, about 25%. So, you know, again, that just works out to if you're, you know, I'll just use a, a, a rough or an even number. If you were doing uh, 80 miles a week, you're going to go to 60 the third to last week, 40 the second to last week, and 20 the last week. And, um, you know, I, I think that will lead to you feeling a lot fresher. Um, and and I'll, another way you can do it is uh, sometimes I'll even just cut it in thirds. You know, maybe uh, you're building up for a 5K. You don't need to uh, cut down quite as much or maybe even a, a mile or two mile on the track. So maybe you just go from uh, your 100% level to uh, two-thirds of your weekly mileage to a third of your weekly mileage over the last two weeks. So that would be more appropriate if you're tapering for a shorter race, such as a one-mile or 5K or something like that. Um, and I'll give you an example of how great tapering can be. I had a runner, uh, Mike English, who has been on this podcast. We kind of reviewed his marathon training program before he uh, went and ran the St. George Marathon, where he, he qualified for Boston. And in fact, he's just recently gotten into Boston for this coming 2024 year. But uh, when he was in high school, I, I coached him uh, when he was running the two mile. And he was, his two mile time was just over 10 minutes, which is, is respectable. It's not going to get you super far yet, but, um, you know, it, it was a very good time. And, uh, we, we started his tapering and actually we started tapering about three weeks out and he was just over 10 minutes and, uh, we had the league meet coming up and he ended up running 954. And then he had regionals coming up. Back in those days in Colorado, we still had a regional meet. Um, you could qualify for the state meet back then one of two ways. One was by a time standard, and the other way was in regionals, where if you finished in the top three, you would also go. I, I used to love regionals. I wish we still had them. It was more of a an Olympic trials kind of setup where um, maybe you didn't have the qualifying time at first, but you know you finished top three, you got to go. So in any case, um, when Mike got to regionals, he ran a 9.45, and then at the state meet, he ended up finishing, uh, I think he was seventh place with a 9.33. So he came down from over 10 minutes to 9.54 to 9.45 to 9.33. So that is the value of a good taper. So, um, I, you know, it's something to definitely take seriously. And that taper will work at about any other distance, um, you, know, but, you know, most distances from, you know, short races all the way up to marathon or beyond. One of my favorite coaches to learn from was Adam State legend Joe Vihill, who um, I, I got to meet him at a couple of coaches' clinics. Uh, he's coached, uh, helped coach the Olympic team. He turned Adam State up in Alamosa, Colorado, into a Division II power. Um, he used to have his teams train up uh, the uh, sand dunes uh, that are out there and uh, just built some amazing teams. But um, I, I really liked his philosophy towards surging. So here are a few workouts that he used to have athletes do, and I've had my athletes do. So in the last three weeks of the season, he would actually have uh, milers and 800 meters uh, do four by 400 all out with an eight to 10 minute rest interval in between. So that again is that very long period of rest, but they would go all out for 400 meters four times. Um, you'd be surprised how that will uh, definitely impact the, your, your overall speed. Um, two days before competition, I know this sounds a little extreme, but you know, for people who are running like five K's or 10 K's, he would have them run an all out mile take a break, then run an all-out 1K, run an all-out 8K, and run an all-out 400, each each with a significant break in between. Um, sounds pretty brutal, 
doesn't it? But um, it, it really works well for those who are doing those long type efforts. If you're doing, um, say, 3,000, you know, maybe 3,200, uh, 1,500 to 1,600 on the track or even 800 meters, a good workout he used to have uh, athletes do that I liked is it have you do 100 twice, again, with a break, 200 four times, 300 two times, and finally 400 meters one time. Uh, again, all out efforts out there. Um, again, fine-tuning your speed. Um, those efforts get longer. They get tougher. And uh, again, tough workouts. These are all things he used to have athletes do two days before their competition. And you know, again, he had a ton of success. So um, try those out. See, uh, you know, it, it, it may may seem a little crazy to you. Uh, I, I tried those myself. I would not recommend those if I did not have my athletes trying those. So um Another one you might do is uh, he, he had them do two by 800 or two by a mile. And afterward, they would have an all out 300 after each one of those. So again, they would run 800, take a short break, and then just do an all out 300. Or they would do an all out mile and then do an all, or they do run a mile, I should say, and then do an all out 300 afterward. Again, they are basically digging down, running their fastest. Again, like that 300 meter uh, 300 meter kick uh, when they've already developed a ton of lactic acid. And um, one other one that he, I used to have kids do that I got from Joe Hill was uh, they would run basically 95% of full speed at 400 or they would do, uh, or I'm sorry, they would do that twice or they would do 800s like that at 95% speed, you know, again, take a long break and then just go ahead and do it all over again. So a couple 400s or a couple 800s. So there are a lot of different ideas there for, doing different kind of speed workouts there to, as all part of your tapering process. But again, it's all about quality. You really want to cut down that mileage and just work on fine-tuning that speed so you have that great kick at the end of your race. So I hope some of those tips help. And again, if I can help you out in any way, please let me know. I'd love to help you work towards your 2024 goals, whether it means a winter race you're planning to travel to somewhere, or maybe just build up for those 2024 spring and summer goals, whether it's races as short as on the track or anything up to an ultra marathon. Um, it's a great time of year to try laying down the base for that kind of work. And, um, you know, love to work with people and keep them, you know, really positive about their training and working towards a new PR or maybe a dream race that they're, they're dreaming of out there. Maybe they're trying, maybe you're trying to do the, um, uh, marathon masters out there. Uh, I've talked to a lot of people lately. You're trying to, you know, get, knock out all six of those marathon majors around the world. I guess I said masters should be majors. And, um, want to balance all your training with your daily life and work to keep you out of the doctors and physical therapist offices that just suck up a lot of that time that you would rather spend training. So, you know, we can do core work and hip and glute strengthening, weights or body work, which I, I love to get in the weight room in the wintertime, build up your strength. And uh, plyometrics are great too. A lot of you uh, probably haven't experienced those a lot, but what a difference they will make to make your body more resilient. So, um, get a hold of me I, where I can work with you wherever you are. I use Training Peaks as an online tool. And uh, shoot me a message at silly underscore billy at msn.com, or you can reach me on Facebook or Instagram messengers. And let's talk. Let's see if we can propel your training forward going to 2024. So uh, once again, thank you for listening to We Are Superman podcast. Uh, make sure you subscribe so you can load all new episodes onto your phone. And if you enjoyed the podcast, the best thing you can do is share it with your friends or family on social media. And please do me a favor, 
I should say share it with your friends or family or on social media. I, I screwed that part up. But please do me a favor and take 60 seconds and give us a five-star rating on whatever platform on which you listen to us. I would also be humbly honored if you would write a review as well. These five-star ratings and reviews really do help us make more episodes and rise higher in the podcast services search algorithms, helping more people find our show. Until next time, always be positive. Positive.